Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, betcha, yeah. If it's made in Minnesota, who's making it and how? Yeah, you got that right. It's the makers of Minnesota, focusing on the products and services uniquely made in Minnesota, and conversations with the makers, entrepreneurs, and innovators in Minnesota about how they conceived of their products and how they brought them to market. With Stephanie Hansen, it's the makers of Minnesota. Hi, I'm Stephanie Hansen, and I am the host of Makers of Minnesota, and we are here for our second podcast episode. We are looking at products and services that have been conceived and made in Minnesota and who the innovators are and how they brought them to market. And I'm here with Kathy Skinner, who is the founder of Art of Well and the developer of an app called Thrivers. Hi, Kathy. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Stephanie. Great to be here. I am really excited to talk to you because I just think it's so interesting, and maybe this is sexist to say, but that a woman created an app because we're seeing more of that. Can you tell me a little bit about what the Thrivers app is? Sure. Thrivers is an online platform for men and women who are living with cancer, and it's a tool that provides them with cancer-specific exercise, nutrition, mindfulness, and community support all in one place. Okay, so we've seen apps for mindfulness, right? Um, like Mindful, and I think Ovana is another one. Um, we've also seen exercise apps, like you have your Fitbit, and then Weight Loss, Lose It. Does this kind of bring all of those things together? You know, it really does, but it does it in a cancer-specific way. So I've worked with over 400 cancer survivors in the last eight years, and they have taught me so much about their journey. And so the exercise is really for people who have secondary conditions that are unique to cancer, like lymphedema or neuropathy, or the recipes are around how to maintain energy or to gain weight or to lose weight, or the mindfulness is really about reduction of stress and depression and anxiety as related to a chronic condition. Okay, so I happen to have had cancer. That's actually how you and I met. We met years ago when I was just starting to get chemotherapy and undergo my journey of treatment. And you were a personal trainer at the time that was helping me understand the importance of exercise. You're obviously spending time with all these people that have cancer. What do you realize is the commonality that it's like, hey, I need to make this app? So the need is that people need to live longer, healthier lives and that uh, the cancer journey needs to be transformed because right now it's just not good enough. And what when you say it's not good enough, what, what was missing from that recipe that you thought, hey, I have this idea and I want to bring this to market? What did you feel like you could contribute? The biggest thing is the ability to scale and reach more people in a highly customized way that's completely affordable and accessible. So there's a lot of uh, issues around health disparities, around access, around transportation. And so how do we reduce those barriers get what cancer survivors need and put it in their hands in a way that means the most to them. It's kind of funny because when you and I worked together, I was, you know, I fairly well off, a person of means. I could hire you as a personal trainer. I could go to the gym. I could work with the nutritionist. You know, most people don't have those kind of resources and cancer and any medical condition is so expensive what is it that you, it's so much easier to just download an app and have it like on your smartphone? Is that sort of how this all comes together? Does it use an Apple Watch? You know, we're device agnostic, which means we can, um, people can use our application on any type of device. We haven't partnered with organizations yet that have wearables, but we have the capacity to. Okay. 
So you have this idea and you go to your, um, you're laying in bed and you think, oh, I'm going to put this all together and I'm going to do this. What's your first step? Like, who did you call? How did you get the funding put together? Like, how do you just go from laying in bed and thinking this is a need to actually doing it? So the biggest push occurred a year ago when we competed competed in the Minnesota Cup and we actually made it to the semifinals. So this year we've also competed in the Minnesota Cup and we're in the finals again. And what that does is as an entrepreneur's competition, it affords us mentors and structure to create a business plan, financials, and to help us get our business in order, um, but not by ourselves with support and tools and people who've gone ahead of us. And that really was the turning point of putting a good idea into real live action and creating and building the platform, which is now available. How did you decide to enter into the Minnesota Cup? And the Minnesota Cup is a competition. Is it put together by the University of Minnesota? Through the Carlson School of Management. Okay. And it puts you in front of people that would have resources to mentor you to bring this product to market. Is that correct? Yes. And and we've had mentors uh, that were in healthcare, that were in user experience, that were in sales. And as a result, they brought their expertise to me and my team to teach us things we hadn't thought about before and put fresh eyes on the project that we're rising up. We're talking to Kathy Skinner. She's the creator of the Thrivers app. Do you have business partners? Did you write a business plan? So again, you're laying in bed and you don't go right to the Minnesota Cup. What was sort of in between there? So speaking to people about my idea, whether it was an attorney, other people in healthcare, whether it was uh, nurses or doctors, people who said, you know what, that is needed. Right. What can you do to bring that to life? So there were champions, there were advocates, there were people who encouraged me and said, hey, you, you've you got to do this, including cancer survivors themselves who said, "We, you need to bring this to light. Do you feel like this is your life's dream? Like, do you see yourself as an entrepreneur? Um, more than my life's dream, it feels like my purpose. It's what I was made to do. It's my education. It's the jobs I had before. It's the things I failed at, the things I succeeded at, the circles I've crossed into, and the network of support that I have. This is my purpose. I'm supposed to do this. Okay, so you're supposed to make this app, and you have this singular vision that you're going to get this accomplished, which a lot of entrepreneurs that I've run across have, just like this burning desire, this need. They just know they need to get it done. Um, How hard is it? It's very hard. And if anyone's thinking about doing something entrepreneurial, I say go for it. Be be prepared to be resilient. Um, Failure is, is good. It's part of the game. It's what you have to do. But you have to be able to wake up the next day and move forward and try something new and and be open to change and be teachable and be a learner. So you have had some failures along the way. Could you describe maybe an instance where you were like, shoot, I've got a setback here. How am I going to regroup and keep going? Sure. That's a great question. In fact, last year we had two uh, setbacks, both where we had secured paid contracts with healthcare providers. And then for different reasons, both of those contracts fell through. So that was discouraging. Yeah. Selling into healthcare is is long. It's challenging. I mean, on the plus side, uh, people signed up for contracts and for different reasons they fell through. So there's a need. Yeah. They're willing to move forward. So that's encouraging how to secure the right decision makers to make sure they don't leave their positions, make sure no one else gets in the way and things get signed on the dotted line. That's really where we have to close it. How many people are in the Thrivers company? There are four of us. 
And uh, each of you have defined roles. What in terms of your role, you've got this idea, you work with, I'm assuming, technology person or somebody to get it together. Who sells it? Who brings it to market? Who tries to get people on board? So uh, there are four of us, as I said, I'm the CEO and founder, and we're a woman-owned business. And we're by um, in that formation by intention. Then we have a CTO, technology guy, we have a CFO for finance, and we have a chief operation officer. And we're all responsible in our respective networks to sell and promote thrivers and bring that forward in different revenue channels. So in the big picture, when you like, what would success look like for you? Because you're still, you've got the app developed, right? Yes. But you're more than a minimal viable product. We have something that's uh, user ready. Okay. And so now you're trying to get contracts Yes. and you're competing in the Minnesota Cup again. And like, what is, how are you going to know when it's successful, when you've got contracts or like, what does success look like for you with this? Well, part of my entrepreneurial journey has always been about enjoying the process. So I love the creative process. And when I hit a goal, I enjoy it for a moment and I'm looking for the next one. Right. So for me, success is going to be um, finding users that really see thrivers changing their lives the way that I have seen face to face having a positive impact. And then who is buying it and who's uh, utilizing it? That would be healthcare providers. That would be insurance payers because they stand honestly to gain the most. Yep. And um, success really looks like life-changing intervention and support for cancer survivors. So I'm a survivor myself. Let's take that to the next level. So I get the app and I'm in a program with a hospital or my doctor recommends that I get the app. What technically do I do? Do when I open it, what is the protocol for me as the user? Well, we make it cancer specific in that before anyone engages, they have to fill out their own personal profile around okay. the diagnosis. So it's unique to you. And then all that protected health information feeds into an algorithm that we have that describes what is ideal for you in a specific day. So for example, let's say you want to exercise. Well, before you get started that particular day, you have to rate your pain and you have to rate your energy. And based on those two indicators, a workout for you pops out that's specific and unique to that day, keeping those things in mind. Well, that's cool. So I, as part of my cancer journey, I ended up with lymphedema. So because that's part of my profile, would different exercises pop up that would take into consideration if I'm having a lymphedema flare or not? Yes. And it would indicate and remind you that as a lymphedema patient, that you need to progress slowly and carefully, and that you also have to have rest when you're doing an upper body lifting set. Say you're doing a bicep curl, you have to have enough rest between set number one and set number two, so you don't cause your lymphedema to flare. Okay. And let's say another uh, common thing with a lot of cancer survivors is weight loss or weight gain depending on the drugs that you're on or the drugs that you get when you're in chemotherapy. So how would that work? Would that like spit out a meal plan for me? What we're doing for nutrition, I'm pretty excited about this, is we're partnering with Open Arms Minnesota because they provide uh, cancer-specific meals to 60% of the people they serve every week. Yep. So they're providing us with nutrition content and stories that will help people be inspired and link them to meals and recipes that are unique to the cancer journey. Okay, that's incredible. Yeah, because they do a lot of food preparation for a lot of a host of different diseases and different circumstances. So what when you're, 
you're an entrepreneur, you're building this, you're out there, you're trying to sell it. Do you have another job that's uh, putting uh, food on your table for your family while you're throwing this out there? So I, um, my first company is called The Art of Well, and I do personal training with cancer survivors and small group classes. So I'm maintaining that job, not only to keep revenue coming in and supporting this new endeavor, but I really want to continue to stay connected face-to-face to to survivors because they're my best teachers. Yeah. They're the ones who are telling me about their response to medication, about the, God forbid, metastatic disease, um, what their doctors are doing, what their providers are doing. So they're the ones who are keeping me current on the pulse of the cancer community. So it's hard to be an entrepreneur it's hard to work another job, be involved in something else while you're trying to move this forward. In your instance, at least, they're kind of related. So it's one feeding the other. Do you have any, I mean, you must be working double time to get this launched and to get this going. Well, I'm doing a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. yeah. It's, I'm busy. I've got a lot of balls in the air. But um, if you look pack past, uh, look at my past at my work history, you will see that I kind of a lot of balls in the air anyway. Yeah. So it's what I've always done. Uh, it feels normal to me. And it's where I get my energy. Again, it's I enjoy the process and the journey and the learning along the way. So that's what gives me the energy to keep going. So a lot of people talk about like, oh, I have this idea. I want to bring this idea to market. Outside of resiliency, which you mentioned, which is really a great skill set to have, is there anything else that you think people should kind of do a checkup from the neck up before they start on the road? So I've heard, um, as and I've been complimented a couple times by investors and other entrepreneurs, the biggest thing is I got off my butt and I did it. Yeah, it's a so huge piece of it's it. It's a huge piece of it. It's taking action. It's uh, being methodical. It's being diligent. It's being hardworking. It's not taking no for an answer. It's thinking creatively with different workarounds. Um, so if anyone's thinking about being an entrepreneur, the first step is to get out of your seat and do it. And how hard was that for you to actually go from idea to actually creating something? This particular technology platform wasn't that hard in that I had had a vision for it about three years ago. And I had written a book and part of the book contained mobile technology for cancer survivors. So it was a vision that had been brewing for a while. Mm -hmm. So when I actually took steps and came to fruition, it felt like I had birthed something that was kind of percolating for a while. So let's talk about you did the Minnesota Cup year one and you became, were you a semifinalist? Yep, we were a semifinalist last year. And frankly, it was on just a very good idea. And this year in competing for the Minnesota Cup, we actually have, we built out the platform, we have a website, we have beta testers. We have a place where we're launching. So we have so many other pieces of the puzzle together as we're competing this year and hope to make it to the finals. And if you get to the finals of the Minnesota Cup, what do you get or what happens? So that we're in a group of 10 and the top three make it to the finals. And if you win your division, you get $30,000. And what will you do with that money if you get it? So, uh, we have been selling to healthcare payers and providers, but we're also going to turn slightly and start selling directly to cancer survivors. Okay. So to win the Minnesota Cup would enable us to start a marketing campaign where we can go to the end user, which is the cancer community itself. Okay. And that's a change from the original business plan. Is that because maybe it would be easier because there wouldn't be as many hurdles? I. It's we're going to be committed to selling to healthcare insurance and healthcare providers, but we know it takes a very long time. Yeah. 
So in and we don't want to necessarily be dependent upon um, maybe somebody goes on strike. Yeah. Maybe there's a change in leadership. We don't need to depend solely on those um, roadblocks or barriers. So we're going to be committed and diligent to healthcare system. But we're also going to stand up this direct user platform so cancer survivors can get it directly in hand by starting with a free 30-day trial Mm -hmm. and then a subscription, a monthly subscription that's very affordable. Um, Do you think that you, once you get this done and you're launched, right, you're just trying to get funding and more funding and more marketing and more people to use it? What's next? Like, I'm meeting a lot of people that are serial entrepreneurs. Like, once they start, then they're on to the next thing. Are you thinking like that at this point? Yeah, I already see what our next iteration will be. Once the technology platform is up and running, there's a whole host of people around the country that are certified cancer exercise trainers. And I'm going to bet you money they're underutilized. So I want to expand our reach and our market nationally so that we can motivate and mobilize all these certified cancer exercise trainers, enable them to use the technology, work with people face-to-face, and link them to cancer centers. So that's a bigger model of face-to-face technology and the cancer community coming together so that we all can benefit. You seem like you're very focused on what that vision is, that even though it's sort of evolved and it changes along the way, which obviously all products do, you just, as I'm sitting here talking to you, you're, I can see it in your head. I can see it like that you're looking at it and thinking about those next steps. Was that something that has always been there? Uh, the reality is those next steps come from all the people that I've worked with. Okay. So I've seen what face-to-face coaching and training does for someone. Yep. I also know that if they can't get to face-to-face training, there's a gap. So by meeting the needs of people face-to-face and providing technology, we're covering much more of the cancer population than we ever could before. That is so cool. Well, I really appreciate you being on here today. As a cancer survivor, I can speak to that your service is definitely needed. Having met you when I did in my own personal journey and getting the benefit to work one-on-one with you was really kind of life-saving for me in a lot of ways. Um, the lymphedema that I had, I think, was managed much better than a lot of situations that I've seen other people have because I had your expertise. And if I could have gotten that in an app and you know been able to still be utilizing that even now, five years later in my journey, you know, I may be uh, able to monitor my cholesterol or some of those things that are survivor issues that we have now that the immediate crisis of having cancer is over. Um, I see there being a lot of work in the cancer field of survivorship, and this falls squarely within that, don't you think? Yes, and survivorship is a very hot priority in the healthcare space and also in um, CMS, which is Center for Medicare and Medicaid, and looking at new oncology repayment models. So that gets down to all kinds of government policies and reimbursement and stuff into the weeds, but that stuff will drive behavior change and resources for cancer survivors, and that will enable people to have survivorship in a way that's more meaningful. I hope so. I hope so. Well, it's great to meet you. Thanks for coming in and sharing your story. Uh, We are the makers of Minnesota. Each week, we'll be giving you different stories of different people that have brought products to market. And we thank you for being with us. It's Kathy Skinner of Thrivers. Thanks, Stephanie.